You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, uh, sisters, family, friends. Uh, it's it's good to be here. Um, I um, wanted to talk today on relationships. I've actually, um, well, had a um, number of conversations this week um, on just uh, people trying to get along with each other, uh, people... Um, working things out, um, feeling stressed, feeling irritated, feeling aggravated, and really, I can relate. Um, you know, I think um, as everything keeps progressing, you know, we, we're kind of getting used to the whole COVID-19 and the pandemic and in a way it's kind of become the backdrop I think of everything we're doing but um I I do think it's still there huge it's it's um it's it permeates into all the things that we're doing and um and having um different impacts on all our friends and family and um you know, some of us are in home, at home. Some of us are at home working. Some of us are at home working with kids. And I know we've said all this before and, you know, thought of this, but I do think that we are just all in a lot of different places. And I, I think it's important to remember because we're not all going through the same thing. We're not all feeling exactly the same thing. Um, we're not even feeling the threat the same way that some people are feeling it. And I think there's a lot of um, room for misunderstanding and um, just underestimating um, how people are feeling. And, you know, um, I started, you know, like because we're we're at home, it's me and Robert, our daughter, Elena, and our niece Karina, who lives with us, and for the most part, it's pretty pretty smooth, and 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 we all get along, love each other. But you know, every now and then, we're a little tense, or I'm a little snippety with someone, or something happens, and um, you know, I think it's it's kind of being aware of how I'm coming across, being aware of how I'm impacting other people and really making an effort to make that a great experience and not a bummer. Um, you know, and, and then, um, you know, we have our conversations with, uh, phone calls with, you know, mom and aunt and dad and brothers and sisters, um, friends, friends that are far away, friends that are close by, um, so there's all kinds of information, even though we are in quarantine and even though we are, um, I think mostly at home. Um, although again, there's the nurses and doctors and hospital workers and de- post office delivery and, you know, there's all kinds of people out also. Um, but, you know, and then I think those people come home exhausted for one reason or another. If they're doctors and nurses, that's completely understandable. They come home tired. Um, so, but there's all these new interactions that we have with each other that 
um, I think is a good time to kind of realize, all right, so what, what's happening here? What's, what's, um, going on in the relationships I have and how am I doing? How are we doing? And, um, you know, just realizing that, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs and, um, trying to really be there for each other and help each other rather than make life harder. Um, I, I thought of this scripture. Um, uh, I hadn't thought of it in a long time, but in Proverbs 21, 9, 9 says, better to live on the corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> so I would rather not my husband be on the roof. <laughs> avoiding me um so you know it's kind of funny i it's it's just ironic how the bible seems to apply in every situation because i know when i first read the scripture i thought the corner of a roof like he could just go down the street or go to a friend's or go do something but right now it makes sense that he would be on the corner of the roof of our house actually i saw um our neighbor across the street um He's usually doing all kinds of stuff outside, fixing things and um, uh, different things. But yesterday I saw him just laying stretched out on his grass, facing the house, <laughs> his house. Um, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's trying to get away from his wife. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Maybe so. He didn't go to the backyard for some reason. And I know they have a great backyard. So, um Anyway, we're just feeling it. And, and honestly, I think that's perfectly fine. He's laying on the grass also. Like, you know, I think we need to figure out how to get a little space and how to get a little time. And, you know, um, before all of this happened, it was me, Robert and Karina, but Karina went to school early and, you know, Elena wasn't there. And so it was super easy for Robert and I to get time to talk about our day and things going on and to connect. And, um, and then everything just went into fast gear. And I, and, you know, we're doing videos in the morning and every day Robert leaves early to go shoot a video and then all kinds of stuff is happening. So we don't get the time to communicate like we had. And so, and we work together, so we have to communicate. But, um, you know, that started, we started feeling that, like, just kind of irritable with each other. So we had to, like, have a good talk and just, you know, kind of figure out this is this is the stress of life right now. And, and we'll get through it. And I love you and you love me and I forgive you and you forgive me. Um, so anyways, I just, I think there's so much going on and, and the Bible is awesome. I mean, honestly, I have so much here. It probably should be more than one little talk because there's a lot on how we interact with each other, you know, and in the New Testament, there's 47 one another scriptures. Um, half of those are on love, love one another, love one another, love one another. I mean, it's, it's rich with what we should be for one another. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it makes me, me think of how God, you know, in Ephesians 1, 4, um, the Bible says, um, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Um, the way we live, the way we walk with Jesus plays out 
it what we believe, what we think about, what we treasure in our hearts plays out in our lives. And it plays out in our relationships. It um, isn't just about, you know, did I have a great prayer time this morning? Did I read my Bible this morning? No, it's how am I living it? How am I using it for the life that I have, for the situations I'm in? How is the Bible helping me? And, um, you know, the Bible helps. And, you know, one thing I, I, I am thinking about is in our relationships, we have to be intentional. What kind of relationships do we want? What kind of relationships does God want? Um, and, and that's a maybe better question because, you know, I, I was telling my daughter, um, yesterday that there's a part of me that sometimes wishes I could just say whatever I think and not worry about it. Um, I have a brother that does that. But, you know, as I was thinking of, you know, saying whatever you want, whatever, who cares, you know, shut up or, you know, whatever it is we feel like saying, being free to say it. But I thought, yeah, that doesn't work out so great. And I have a lot of people in my mind I can think of that say whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, and don't think of the other person, and their life's not going so great. So in spite of feeling like this is what I want, or, uh, you know, it's not really what I want, um, but I would like to be able to communicate with people better and have better relationships with them in Christ. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the thing. But, you know, in Ephesians 1, the one I just read, it says, um, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be wholly blameless and blameless in his sight. You know, he chose us. Um, we weren't perfect. We're not perfect. We'll never be perfect. And honestly, oh, the word perfect and the way we use it, the OCD way of thinking of our own selves is useless and such a huge burden. Um, it's not about being perfect. It's about the pursuit. It's about, you know, not perfect with God, but the pursuit of God. Um, not perfect with each other, always saying the right thing or doing the right thing or feeling the right thing or it, but it is, pursuing a relationship and valuing a relationship. Um, you know, and in John 13, 34, you know, the scripture talks about love one another. And, um, you know, it, it says a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you. That's what makes it new to love as Jesus loves so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It is powerful. And when we don't love, it is powerful for negative. Um, people will know who we are by how we love. So super, super important what our relationships are like. Um but you know, our, our relationships do need to be, we need to realize we need to be intentional with, with our relationships. 
Um, and it, it made me think of scriptures we've talked about before at this time, you know, in Romans 8, 5, you know, not living for the sinful nature, but living for the spirit, um, having our minds set on what the spirit desires. But it's again, it's having that mindset of what the spirit desires. Um, Colossians 3, above all else. Let's set our minds on things above, on, you know, on heavenly things, not earthly things. It's having um, a, a mindset of what our relationships will be about. Um, it's deciding who we're going to be. And even like, I, I think even sometimes in my mind, I, I kind of need to play out situations if if this happened and that happened what would i say what would i how would i respond to that um you know i mean honestly i am a pretty honest person and it's really hard for me to say what i don't feel um i i i don't know that i do say what i don't feel but it's also a scary thing because in a spontaneous relationship, I may not always know what I should say. Or, you know, I, it may not always, it might come out stronger than I want it to be. And so I, I need to pray about it and, and, um, kind of decide who I want to be. I mean, do I really want to be that person that just says whatever I feel and think with disregard? No. I want to be somebody who loves people, who draws people out, who asks questions. And the truth is, I am terrible at that. I, it's not my nature. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty perceptive and I kind of can see where things are going. And sometimes that's not good because I can assume I see where things are going. I can assume someone is feeling a certain way when in fact they're not. Um, but asking questions, and it made me think of um, Luke 2, 46, Jesus at the temple. It says he was sitting, he was listening, and he was asking questions. He was here at the beginning of the world. He was part of creating our world, and yet he was asking questions. Um you know, I, I think it's really important that we don't assume that we know what other people are thinking or doing. But it is having, you know, I, I, I started to say it's it's kind of playing out like even how we're going to interact with people, setting our minds on how we're how we're going to interact with people. Um, you know, in Ephesians um, four fifteen. Um, I think I have that here. No, I don't. Um, it talks about, um, speaking the truth and love to each other. Um, you know, I know one thing that helps me is in spite of me being the kind of person who's a little bit more direct, um, I don't always like people to be super direct. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do. I don't want them to beat around the bush and, you know, talk about a million things before they get to the point. But I do, I, I do also, when something is, um, 
may be particularly difficult for me, I do appreciate when people are just speaking the truth in love. And I, I think we need to be that for each other, that um, we need to know people don't always know what's going on, and we need to be careful with them. Um, in um, Ephesians uh, 4.29, um, it says, um, Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Here, I think I'll just read that. Um, uh, here we go. It says um, in verse 29, Ephesians 4, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Um, there's a lot in here um, because it talks about, you know, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Um, and it kind of goes and describes what that means a little bit more by saying only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. You know, I think sometimes, um, well, one thing I have realized about myself and have tried to correct in the last few years um, is that I used to have a running commentary on a lot of things and particularly even like things that I would see on TV or, you know, and it could be as, as small as, oh, my gosh, what was she thinking wearing that or you know, oh, she's got to get her teeth fixed or blah, blah, blah. Like just a little like remarks about or, you know, oh, well, she was she lost her temper, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I think so just saying little things like that um, seems kind of harmless. I don't know those people. It's kind of far away. But honestly, I, I did realize this is teaching my kids how to see people. And I really felt terrible about that when I realized that, that this is just unwholesome. This is not good. This is not good for me to entertain, and it is not good for me to say. Um, and it says, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. You know, sometimes we have our own agenda of what we think people need. Um, but it says, according to their needs. You know, sometimes... Um, we need to, well, we need to speak to people in a way that will help them, in a way that will benefit them, um, in a way that meets their needs, not in a way to release my frustration or my irritation or my uh, assessment or critique of whatever they're doing, but what's going to help them and how is it going to help them that I help them? So, you know, that's that's a thought about just keeping our mouths shut about stuff we don't need to comment on and being helpful and wholesome in the way that we speak with each other. Um, in James 5, 16, uh, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Um, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind when I read this scripture is I wouldn't confess my sins to just anyone. <laughs> um, and I have, and there have been times where I was in a mentor relationship with somebody and in spite of the fact that I didn't feel like they liked me, I would, you know, tell them my sin anyway, which I know God blessed and, and used. But I do think that we, we do need to confess our sins. And, um, but it says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I want to confess to people who are really righteous and living a life that's righteous. And I know it's not really our job to figure all that out, who's righteous, who's not righteous. But I do think it's important that we talk with people that are going to speak the truth to us in love, who are going to lead us back to God, um, who will pray for us so we can be healed. And, you know, that we can also have a relationship with, you know, and um, I, I think that we need that. We need that healing. We need, we need validation. We need to know that we're not the only ones that sin. We're not the only ones that mess up. We're not the only ones with weakness. Everybody has weakness. And hopefully that is what our conversations can be like. But the main thing is, if we are stuck in sin, if we are um, crippled, if we're hiding, if we're um, uh, really feeling down about ourselves, we really need to talk. We really need to confess what's going on in our lives and get a new start and trust that God will, God will answer our prayers, that God will heal us. Uh, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us. Uh, forgive us, uh, forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is the way to grow. Um, this is the way to lay sin aside and to live in the light, to stand before God in truth, to stand before our sisters, our friends in truth. Um, it's important because, you know, we can't pretend to be what we're not. And if you do pretend to be what you're not, it will get exhausting and you'll quit. So live in the light. Don't have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, one foot in worldly things and one foot in spiritual things. It does not work. It's a misery. It's a misery to try to live that way. Um, so confess, confess your sin. Can me confess my sin? Um, in Romans 14, 12, it says, uh, so then, each of us will give an account ourselves to God. Uh, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Um, 
you know, first of all, I love that it starts out with saying, uh, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. You know, I, I think one, whenever we're hearing someone else's confession, I think we need to realize we ourselves will stand before God and give an account for what we have done. And it, it puts things in perspective. It puts, um, who I am and who they are in perspective that we all will stand before God and we will all give an account for how we live. Not this person is giving an account to me and I need to teach them something or show them how wrong it was or whatever. And not that that's totally inappropriate at times, but you know, I, I think it's a good reminder that we will give an account and that we should not pass judgment on each other. That doesn't mean there's nothing to say. That doesn't mean that there's no help given. That doesn't mean that we can't speak the truth in love. We, we need to. We need to help our sisters, help our friends um, know what's true and what's the way out and how can they be right with God. I mean, we can't just not say anything, but I, it's more of a not having a judgmental heart about it. Um, but knowing and realizing that we all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. So who am I to judge God's servant? Who am I to judge one of God's children? Nobody. So before I start comparing my strengths to their weaknesses, I need to really think about it and not do it. Um, in um, Proverbs 11, too, it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. You know, I, I think in life, we we need to we need to get humility down. We need to figure out how to be humble and and especially in times where we think we're right. Um, you know, if we're in a, a disagreement with someone and we're just certain that they said something or they did something or they feel something, I think realizing, first of all, who am I to know? I don't know. God knows. I'm not God. I think having that realization um, realizing that in this, you know, we are, I am nothing without, I mean, I, I don't have supreme understanding of all people's hearts and minds. And with that humility comes wisdom. And I think we, if when we're in situations, we can just realize we don't see ourselves clearly all the time. We don't know what the other person is thinking. We don't know how the other person feels, but God can God can show us how to get along, how to love each other, how to encourage one another, how to build each other up um, when we're humble and honest with each other and careful. In um, James 3 and verse 1, I, I think I will read that. James 3. Um, this is a, a really great um, passage of scriptures. It says, 
Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways, and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check, which I'm not sure who that is other than Jesus. Um, in verse 3, when we put bits into the mouths of horses, we make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are, are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Um, we need to be careful about what we say. And, um, you know, I, as I'm thinking about all the different relationships I, I have and all the different relationships you have with one another, um, it's really important that right now, I mean, really, there's so many scriptures here to, um, go back and study, um, Philippians 2, 3 talks about doing nothing out of selfish ambition. Um, you know, there's there's just so many ways we can look at scriptures about our relationships. And, you know, I, I do think um, I have this little card in my wallet um, that I keep there. And I, you know, when I clean out all my stuff out of my wallet every now and then and I always leave this little card in there and it says, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Um, you know, I think just for my own heart, that is very good to keep remembering because, you know, especially when we're out and about, there's another saying that is not so kind. It says, you know, behind every jerk, there's a sad story, <laughs> which sometimes that's the quote that comes to my mind when I'm out and about. Behind every jerk, there's a sad story. But, you know, it is so true. It's so true that behind every mean or cruel person out there, there is a sad story. Um, and I, but I think the one, you know, the other, uh, the first one I read, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle is good to remember. It's good for our souls to remember, to fight for each other, to love for each other, to help each other and not not um, have relationships that are fighting each other. So anyways, I, I hope this has been helpful. I think um, there's so much more you can study and read and and uh, there's a lot of really great scriptures on, on love, how we need to be with each other. So anyway, I love you. I am praying for you and I hope this has helped. Thanks. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.